Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Christian Redshaw. And today, we're very excited to uh, introduce Brett Jones and Andrea Amico, uh, Privacy for Cars. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having us here. I thought I'd start with maybe just a, uh, I guess a softball question. <laughs> what led to privacy for cars? Sort of what, what was the uh, situation? What was the lightning bolt in, your, in, the, in the head there that led to the creation of privacy for cars? Uh, yes, and this is Andrea Mik. I'm the founder of Privacy for Cars. So I started this adventure of trying to solve privacy problems with cars maybe nine years ago now. Um, I was running a used car inspection company and we were doing an audit. And I was shocked by the fact that people, you know, you go through a used car and you find out where people live, the garage their codes, who's in your contact list, what are the last calls you play. I mean, all this stuff was there. And when I started asking people in the industry, what do you know about this problem? There were a lot of stories uh, and anecdotes, but nobody had actually the facts. And in fact, the industry was full of myths. And so I just became passionate about it. I ran the first statistics on it. I started to hack into cars and disclose what actually is reading to cars, which was even more shocking. Um, and that eventually led to creating privacy for cars. That's, re- that's really interesting. It's, it's uh, actually quite topical because a few months ago we, we bought a uh, used Mazda. And when we, we used it for the first time, it showed up and said, Bernie's phone and Alexia's phone. We saw all these phone numbers. I was like, who the hell's Bernie? So, <laughs> we can get well, Bernie's. Just the number, then you'll know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie might not even be alive anymore. He might oh, just no. be keeping him alive after the car. <laughs> so how does the vehicle capture this information from drivers? Great question. Users. So there's really two ways in which cars take data out from consumers and, and capture it. One way is really through the sensors of the cars. Cars have a lot of sensors. I'm sure you guys know cars are really giant networks of computers on wheels. And I'm sure your audience is probably familiar. You know, something easy to think about is oh, my GPS position, second by second is of course logged because it's part of how cars work. Um, things that people probably don't think about is uh, maybe you don't know that every time you sit on the car, the car essentially is a giant scale and weighs you. And so, you know, think about that next time you're at the holidays and, you know, you're having a big meal, your car knows that, that, that you know, something happened there. Uh, <laughs> nowadays, they capture biometrics, they build profiles, they build right. scores out of you. And this is, this is stuff that is not transparent. So that's set number one. Set number two is this, right? The phones that we carry in our pockets, we connected them to the car without thinking too much. By the way, it's a, it's a safety thing, right? You need to connect over Bluetooth or nowadays... Um, you know, Android Auto, Apple CarPlay. As soon as you do that, your car starts to download a lot of data from your phone. And essentially creates a mini clone of your phone, which by the way is unencrypted. So now all the protections you actually had on, you know, I bought privacy, you know, I bought my iPhone because I wanted to be sure my data was protected. Well, you connect to your car, all the protection is gone. That's crazy. And you, you, you mentioned, Andrea, that you have hacked into vehicles before. So if you were a bad actor hacker and there was a vehicle of interest, how would you go about trying to hack into a vehicle? Well, first of all, a lot of stuff is simply at your fingertips. You have no idea how many people call me and tell me, I know I'm the new owner of the car of name a celebrity. I know many now because people know I have an interest. 
because they see the address of the mansion and they see the name on the phones and you know the kind of things you guys were talking about just a few minutes ago right so again a lot of data is in the clear accessible just by tapping on the menus right so no hacking is necessary um but i started to experience pushback from the industry on well there's really not a lot of data and you know the data in the phone is particularly sensitive so of course it's not there and so not only i i you know disclosed a way to hack into cars but then when i still had pushback i taught my daughter back then she was eight years old how to extract and read the text messages of mom from the car because i think you know i think it's a great educational moment <laughs> um and and uh and you know so i have the cutest video of you know uh, a young car hacker that is in grade school yanking stuff out of mom's car and 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 it's that basic it's that simple in fact all you need to do this with the technique we disclose all you need is a phone uh, and you can fool the car into believing you're the old owner and then you have access to everything they put in that car pretend you're bernie <laughs> <laughs> well we are a lot more good looking yeah. than, so that would be a good thing. I, I want to ask you one last quick question there andrea before i uh, ask Brett a question is the incentive there for the manufacturing companies like Ford, Chevrolet, BMW, what have you, are they taking security and privacy seriously or where, where are we on that spectrum? Oh, so, oh my gosh. Uh, now you're going to get careful, careful what you wish for. <laughs> so look, cybersecurity is becoming a bigger and bigger and bigger topic. And there is a lot of regulation on cybersecurity and, you know, clearly that's the core topic of what you guys do. And, um, clearly companies are paying a lot of attention. And I think it's fair to assess that there's a lot more road to go, uh, but at least there's some movement over there. I think privacy, first of all, privacy is much broader. Like right? cybersecurity is about, I have some data and how do I make sure that only the people are supposed to have access to it have access to it. Privacy is a hell of a lot more complicated because it's really about well, should you have the data in the first place? What can you use it for? And so it's even a broader topic. And reality is that most companies have not started to take a serious crack at their journey. And so it's even less maturity that, than cybersecurity. Gotcha. And, and Brett, I'll ask you a similar question, but maybe a bit more directive, you know, in, in terms of what's at stake for those companies in the, in the retail vehicle, vehicle retail and wholesale space. And what, what's really at stake there when it comes to privacy or how they're managing it or not managing it. Well, I can speak to, you know, our experience, um, you know, HeyAuto.com is a, uh, a large, uh, automotive tech ecosystem in Canada. We represent, you know, over 2,400 dealerships here in the nation. Um, data privacy and data security at the consumer level for our platform, for the dealers and, and uh, you know, uh, users has always been paramount. And, and when I was introduced to Andrea and, and his ecosystem, it just made a lot of sense for us because, you know, four out of five vehicles on a dealership's lot have some form of uh, personal data from the previous owner. And, there's a serious liability issue there for everyone involved. I mean, Andrea can fill you in on many of the stories that we've heard over time, but you know, having this technology available to protect our dealerships from liability from you know different things and also protect consumers and give them that confidence that when they're 
trading their vehicle, or even if they're selling it privately, they can connect with one of our vendors and have this process completed backed by a certificate and a warranty that that's been validated and completed. It gives a lot of uh, comfort. As far as uh, the ongoing legislation and and, and uh, focus around, around data security, um, it's really important and it just hasn't been really addressed at the vehicle level. You know, as Andrea was saying, we're, we're so protective of our cell phones, but you know, would you open your cell phone and hand it over to me and take off for 24 hours? Probably not. So why are we not taking that same level of severity at the at the dealer level and at the vehicle level for to protect consumers and dealer principals? So that's where we're really excited to focus on is providing that utility and and ongoing education for consumers and dealers alike to be able to participate and, and protect all sides. And, and on that education note around the specifically focusing on, on dealers for, for right now, where do you see sort of that level of collective awareness or education in terms of that? Like, is it, are there some, some dealerships are more in tune with it than others? Or uh, is this like a brand new subject? They're like, whoa, privacy. Well, we never thought about that before. I'm curious sort of where, where you guys are in sort of that, let's call it the awareness journey. <laughs> Totally, totally. I mean, part of our discovery when, you know, when Andre and I first spoke, I, you know, I, I sent my team on a, on a, you know, a marketing journey to speak with dealers and speak with, with consumers. And it was overwhelming the, the, first of all, there's no process in place. They don't have a process. I did meet with several dealers that said, you know, we make sure that we delete the, the uh, information from our, our vehicles for when consumers trade them in. I'm like, but what validated process do you have that you can show that utility and be able to provide that to anybody that's asking for it, whether it be some form of government legislation or, or consumers themselves. So there might've been uh, some attention on it, but as far as a process to handle it, uh, just wasn't uh, in their, in their line of sight. So from the education standpoint, it's, you can walk onto a dealership lot and say, give me four sets of keys and let's go have a look and see what we can find. And then it's kind of the oh, aha moment. We better have something to to handle this. So we're really approaching it on our side. Um, you know, data protection again, like I said, for dealers and their data and consumers using our platform has always been paramount. So implementing a, a, a credible piece of software that can be very easy to use and understand and can be that validation layer was easy. So the education for our side is. There wasn't a lot. There was nothing really available to them until now. And now that they're recognizing that this is a serious thing, especially when you're tying it to things like minor data, I mean, this is something that needs to be addressed and, and dealers and consumers want it. So being able to provide that value is, is, is there. On the other side, we're, you know, we're running significant campaigns and commercials to educate consumers. I mean, we talked to hundreds of folks that came to us and said, oh my goodness, I mean, I would pay any amount of money to know that my personal data is no longer on the vehicle I traded. And I have text messages with my CEO of my company that I can't have people accessing, things like that, that just have people be like, I didn't even realize this was a thing. And when you, you made a good point there when you said about the, the rental side, I mean, we've all rented a vehicle and gone there and you have to delete a phone number to be able to get your, get yours in there. <laughs> so, um, you know, it gets left behind and, and it's a treasure trove of information that just simply cannot be spread around uh, the internet globe. One last quick question again, just in terms of, I guess, the experience um, of using that app and you know, maybe focusing at the dealership level, would you envision something along the lines of, you know, when there's a, you, someone's buying a used car, right? There's the, here's the checklist of, uh, you know, the 50 point inspection that we, uh, we did before you're, you're purchasing this car. 
do you see envisioning sort of the, a check mark there for, for privacy uh, 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 being, being taken care of you know, th- through the app? Is that, is that something that down the line will be part, part of that process? Absolutely. And I'm going to let Andrea speak to what his plans are with that. But I mean, for our side, you know, we're taking it as far as badging the vehicles on our marketplace that, you know, have been wiped and certifying dealers that are participating in this process to be able to have that uh, validation layer and that value proposition to, to our end consumer to say, hey, this is someone that takes your personal data seriously. And this is a dealer that you can trust to to um, protect you in this way. And this is, you know, that's uh, as me as a customer, I'm more inclined uh, to go with someone uh, that would be, you know, taking my best interest into account. So we're, we're going to be very um, assertive in, in marketing um, dealers that participate in this program because it's not only beneficial to them, but it's, really valuable for their current database of customers and future customers that want to uh, connect with them for this product. That's, that's fantastic. Um, I want to thank you both for uh, joining us on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast today. Uh, Brett and uh, Andrea, thank you again so much for joining us. Uh, I'm going to be looking at my car entirely differently now. And now, now that you mentioned Andrea about it weighing us when you get into the car, I honestly feel after I have a big meal, I think the seatbelt does actually automatically loosen. So I'm going to pay more attention to that, but thank you both for again, for joining us on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Throw a side salad in there. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Chris and I will be right back to wrap up today's episode. As always, a special thank you to our loyal listeners and viewers who join us each and every week. If you did happen to miss an episode, do check the cybersecurity matters, YouTube page and, or check out old episodes on your preferred podcasting platform. Till next time, be well, be safe, and we'll see you again next time on the Cybersecurity Matters Podcast.